listening to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories are afraid. They are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1, 17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. much for joining us today. We're so excited about this podcast coming up. Melissa Lamley is our guest today, and she is a friend of mine I have known for the past seven years. She actually was a mom of my students at Barnes Elementary School, and that's how I first began to know the Lamley family. And I love both Will and Taylor, her, her children. And recently, we have learned about Will's journey of losing his eyesight. And Melissa, after talking about this and praying about this and and getting Will's complete support in this, she's agreed to come today to tell us how the Lord has walked them through this journey of faith and how He is continuing to walk them through this. And one of the things she talks about that I think is very important for us to remember is that God allows us to lament. He wants to know how we feel. He lets us wrestle through things. He lets us question. He's not afraid of our questions. That doesn't mean that we're straying away. It just means we have questions. So it's okay to tell God how we really feel about things. So I hope you enjoy this story and um, get what we did out of it. So listen in. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you about this. Thank you very much for having me. We are thrilled you're here, and I know that this may be um, out of the box of your normal, mm-hmm. so thank you mm-hmm. for stepping out of the box <laughs> and just being willing to say yes. So we would love to start tonight with just letting our listeners get to know you. Okay. So would you just tell us a little bit about you and introduce yourself? Okay. My name is Melissa, and I'm married to Rand. Um, we met in high school at a very young age, so which sweet. I would not recommend <laughs> <laughs> to my children who are now <laughs> teenagers, but we have two children. Um, Will is 18, um, just graduated from Rejoice Christian School, and Taylor is 15 and about ready to get her permit um, in about three weeks. Um, <laughs> but we met in high school at East Central High School in Tulsa. Um, he went off to college. He's a little bit older. And then I followed <laughs> to the University of Arkansas, and he graduated, and I stayed um, and finished, and then we got married after that. Um, got my teaching degree, and I taught for six years, and then upon having Taylor, um, we decided I would stay home for a while. Initially, um, she had gotten sick as a baby, and the doctor said, you know, don't have her around um, other ones, and that year turned into... Um, 12 or 13 years. (laughs) And so um, then I've been back to teaching three years now. And I want to share with our listeners a fun way that how I 
was introduced to the Lamley family when I was at Barnes Elementary School for my first year. That happened to be your older child, Will's, fifth grade year mm-hmm. at Barnes. And, and it Taylor, was his first year at Barnes, too. Oh, I hadn't realized mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So he was starting that year just making friends and making his way. And then Taylor would have been, what, second grade mm-hmm. that year? Yeah. And they're just wonderful, respectful, and fantastic students. I just remember both of them as being just lights in the classroom. So in my music <laughs> room, lots of sweet memories with them. So thank you. I think it's pretty special that you and Rand were high school sweethearts. Oh my goodness, that's so much fun. Did you break up at all in between oh, there? Oh, a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of growing up to do. And I'm, and I'm sure even when we did get married, People were like, I'm not sure that that's going to work. <laughs> but we're here, and God's used um, our, our ups and downs in many things. Um, we did not, we're not raised in the faith um, similarly. And so maybe my parents had lots of hesitations with good reason, and God has used it. Um, he became a Christian after we got married, um, when Will was about two um, so I'd love to hear that story. <laughs> I would love to hear that story. How special that is. It, it is. It was, um, we moved to Owasso and we, he, we always went to church. Um, but when we moved out here, um, he's the one that said, you know, I think we should find a church in Owasso because I had only been to one church my whole life. And so it was the same church my mom had only been to her whole life in Tulsa. Mm. So there was a lot Mm -hmm. of history. Yeah. Um, And then our neighbors in Coffee Creek, who um, are Tom and Judy Legenfelter, they are our spiritual mentors. Oh, we love them. And they're the ones that said, um, we're going to be visiting churches. Let's, we'll visit together. Well, we went to um, Central, we stopped, and they kept (laughs) visiting around. But um, visiting Central, I remember that first Sunday, and I, I just cried the whole time, not because I was sad, but because I knew God was calling us to something different. You felt home. Yes. There was people there that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I just cried and cried and cried, and um, Rand connected with that pastor. Um, he was a fellow Razorback, um, <laughs> which was a connection, and he took one night and came over and visited, and... I took a walk in the neighborhood, and Rand accepted Christ while I was on that walk. I remember calling. Wow. I think I called my mom just, just saying, please pray. Um, and that was just the most amazing time in our lives. Um, it must have been. To have that. And so we've been there ever since. We're nowhere near where we should be spiritually. But um, I'm thankful that Well, it's a journey. Well, none of us are. I was going to say, none of us are. Oh, I feel like we just have so far to go. Now, every listener, (laughs) we're we're all in the same boat. We're journeying, walking with God. And like the Bible says, keep in step with the Spirit. It's a step at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there will never be a day that we say, oh, well, we got there. Got it all down now. So, right. (laughs) Thank the Lord. He always is working on us and in us and working his plan to come out beautifully, even though we're a big mess. Yes. (laughs) You afraid not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, do you have a story you have to tell us about a time that things got frayed? Yeah. Um, I, I think what I. When I think about the most recent frayed knot, I like to go back to what I thought was going to be 
the most exciting time of my life. In May of 2018, I knew, I felt a calling like, okay, God, I think I'm ready to go back to work. Will's going to be 16. Mm-hmm. He's going to drive. Um, I had been subbing since Taylor was in kindergarten, so six or seven years, so I'd gotten a feel for all the schools in the district, and my dream job was the sixth grade center. Um, there was a teacher that I loved to sub for there, and any opportunity that I got, I was there. Um, and in, in May of 2018, I walked into sub, and Mrs. Kelsey pulled me into her office, and she said, I've got a job for you. And I just thought I had... Well, I, I hit the jackpot. You did hit the jackpot. I That's did. We building. are big fans yes. of Mrs. Kelsey yeah, and, and, great, and yeah. at the sixth grade yes. center. All three of us are. Yes. <laughs> so I just, it was just like, wow, God, thank you for opening this door. The lady I was taking her position um, was going to rejoice, which is where my son was. And I knew her. She let me come in her room, kind of gave me lots of helpful hints and pointers and just a neat young lady. Um, so I was so excited to start that job. I spent the summer um, learning as much as I could, um, getting ready for the school year. Um, in July, Will started driving. Everything was just going just like we thought, you know, it should go. Um, started school, and I'll be honest, that was a big, tough change after being home for 12 years. And I felt like those first couple of months, I was just crying not from... I didn't like the job. It's just I had a lot to learn. Yeah, and exhaustion. Yes, probably. Yes. yes, and feeling like mm-hmm. I'm not being the mother to mm-hmm. both of them. I wasn't there for them. Just all the ways Satan could attack me. He, I can totally was... relate. I had an eleven year mm-hmm. stay at home time and loved every minute. And I cried a lot going back, just feeling like I put guilt on myself that was yes. unnecessary guilt. But again, just like you said, that was the enemy's attack on mm-hmm. me. And it was the right time for me to go back. But I can relate to how that is hard. Mm-hmm. A transition, mm-hmm. I mean, who's a big fan of change? Anybody? No. No, no hands are going no. up. <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, I don't, I don't hate change, but not like those kinds of change. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. You are good at changing your hair. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, looks really great today. <laughs> but I Thanks, digress. listeners. I'm having a good hair day. <laughs> Okay, so you were telling us about your getting back in, the yes, transition year. Yes, um, Will was a, a sophomore. Yes, yeah, it was his sophomore year. Um, he he um, played football. Um, he His freshman year, he played football, basketball, and baseball, and then he decided his sophomore year, I'm going to play football. I'm not going to play basketball. I'm going to um, play baseball, too. So uh, they were having a tremendous football season. He just um, found a group that it was like a brotherhood. Mm. And even when we met the coach, he said, I am a youth minister who happens to coach football. And it was just like God was providing this place for him um, that was going to be a source of comfort that he would need. Because he went to Owasso through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And at the end of eighth grade, he came to us. It was almost, he just said, can I go to rejoice? I don't know why. Um, cause I'll be honest, I, I said, I'm a public school teacher and I don't see why you need to go to another school, but he needed something smaller. Um, and it was what he mm-hmm. needed. And we, if we would have known, we probably would have done it anyways. But, um, so we moved him as a freshman and in that sophomore year of football, great season, um, they got to, 
believe it was the semifinals in football, and he remembers looking up at the football um, scoreboard and he couldn't see it. And um, we didn't think anything of it. The next morning he was at his computer screen, like right here, and my husband said, what is wrong? And he thought, well, I'll just take him to the eye doctor. We'll get some glasses. And they went to one that was open on the weekend, and I remember Rand calling me afterwards and saying, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And he was just so discouraged because the man said, are you depressed? He just started throwing out, you know, all these things that could be reasons why he can't see. Um, and so from there, we went to another local doctor that my husband knew, and he, he kind of said the same thing. Is Has there been something go on in his life that's caused extreme stress? And we we're thinking, well, did he get hit in the head? Mm -hmm. Has there been... You know something stressful at school we were trying to come up with anything and everything that maybe this is why he can't see and then a third doctor in the tulsa area who was amazing um same thing he said i'm 95 percent sure he's going to get better it's just going to take time well in the meantime we're thinking okay if he's st stressed somebody suggested he needed anxiety medicine so we did that we put him in counseling um, at some point, we even took him to a chiropractor. We tried mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. and everything, just, you know, how can we do whatever we can to help him? And then you're, as a parent, questioning, what have I done wrong? That I've got this anxious little guy um, who... Can't pinpoint the trauma. Yeah, and, and, and he I just... I have to just stay for a second. I would be, if I were in your shoes, just completely shocked that there could be any connection. I, there's a connection between stress and eyesight? Yes, initially they told I us it no was called str Streff Syndrome, S-T-R-E-F-F, -F, oh. um, which some doctors say there is, some don't, I don't know, but wow. That so that was what we thought for December 2018, January 2019, and then in January towards the end um, we went back to the doctor and we we're just like he's not getting better um, and he said well let's just send him to a specialist in Oklahoma City we're just gonna rule out anything okay and he was so certain there's nothing wrong with your son his eye looks eyes look fine he's he's great and I said, okay um, so that it was at the end of January in 2019 uh, we spent seven hours at that doctor in Oklahoma City. And mm -hmm. so by the end of that day, and they are taking him and doing test after test after test, just looking at any aspect of his vision. And towards, it was probably seven o'clock in the evening and the doctor comes in and she's the first one to say, there might be a little bit of paleness to his optic nerve. And so that's the first time we heard there might be and I remember looking at him, and she just kind of said, <clears throat> in no certain terms, it, it, it may never get better. And so mm. I just remember looking over at him in that chair, and I think that was the first time of, like, this may not get better. And that it was, mm. was heart-wrenching. Thankfully, it was just me and Rand and Will at that appointment because that whole drive home was just... It was almost silent, but you could just hear the tears falling from all of us right. of, oh, goodness, 
you know, that thought had never crossed our mind because... So they had confirmed that it wasn't the vision part, like they couldn't do glasses or anything no, like that. No. It had nothing to do with any of that. Mm-hmm. And they, they just... Well, and, and I remember the... <clears throat> so that was the fourth doctor, and we went back a week later, and that doctor saying, well, write your name. And he could write his name. He's like, I don't see how he can do all these things. Like, he could write his name, but he couldn't differentiate colors at all. There, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Why can he... He's not falling down. Mm-hmm. But he can't read. Um, I mean, he has to put anything really close to his eyes. It was just so confusing. Um, so that night, we got home, and I, I remember getting out of the car, and my dad was with Taylor. I just remember my dad taking me in his arms and just, you know, letting me wail mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. just mourn that, oh, this might be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember hearing Will go upstairs and call his best buddy who God had provided it rejoice and just said, I think there might be something wrong with my optic nerve. And on the way home, my husband called the doctor who had referred us there and said, you know, they think there might be something wrong. And that doctor, um, he would come to Rand's office and pray with him. Mm-hmm. He ministered to us so much through that time. Um, just one minor little thing that God did to provide through that. Mm -hmm. But so a week later, they sent us back to that same office to meet with a neuro-ophthalmologist who kind of similar answers, just did not know. And the next step was, okay, let's do some genetic testing. Um, And that came in March. Um, But through this whole journey, everything was... um, you just didn't get an answer. This The genetic testing said um, there's a variable of uncertain significance. And I thought, well, what does that mean? <laughs> Everything was just nothing certain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, we got the genetic testing back, and it was like, well, what do we do now? Because we had exhausted pretty much all of our efforts in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um and then a family friend sat down with us and said, you're going to have to go outside the state. You're going to have to find a bigger community that's experienced more rare things. Um, and so we just kind of researched and went to the first place we could, which was John Hopkins in Baltimore, Maryland. And it's called the Wilmer Eye Institute. Um, went there in May as soon as school was out. So all during this time, Will is... Struggling with school tremendously. How was he making it through homework and things? Oh, it was it was so hard. Him and I would sit up at at night, and his math math is the hardest. His math teacher would send us YouTube videos, and so I would say, "You need to give me thirty minutes to learn how to do this algebra two, yeah, again." And then, <laughs> <laughs> so you were taking algebra two as yes, well as Will. <laughs> yes, and then. Yeah. Um, we did hire a vision teacher who has been amazing. Um, and I, I can't remember who connected us with her. I cannot tell you all the ways God provided through this, but she was his advocate. She, we got her in January, um, and she's the one that did an assessment of him. She let the school know, you know, what might meet his needs um, and just got materials to help him hopefully learn better as best he could, but the school was very gracious um, with him during that time. He would um, 
do things orally a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But him and I would sit up and do homework and my patients got tested as a mother <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I would I've learned how to parent him so much better through this that God has just taught me that I'm a special ed teacher and I never realized what it would take in dealing with a child with special needs and now I'm like oh my goodness this is going to take a miracle mm-hmm. to get you through school and everything you need but um, Mrs. Lumpkin, his vision teacher, which is, is his advocate, and she mm-hmm. has given tools, um, advocated for him to get uh, through Department of Rehabilitation Services. She's just um, recently, we, we're done with her, but she suggested a new orientation and mobility training lady who we've been meeting with the past two weeks to help him learn to get around but um, in Baltimore, sorry, I got off track. We went at the end of May um, and met with a doctor there. And within two hours, he came back in the room. And he, the first question he said was, do you have a brother? And I said, yes. And I thought, oh, gosh, this is me. It's something wrong with me. And he said, how old is your brother? And I, I, don't, I said, I don't know, 37 or something. And he said, um, I think he has, and he, it's Lieber's hereditary optic neuropathy, and it comes from the mother. Um, it is, it, it's a gene in the mitochondria, and it affects typically males, um, but he cannot pass it on. Now, I have the gene, and my daughter Taylor has it also, and she can pass it on. But he cannot. It stops with him. But it um, it affects their central vision. So they lose all their central vision and just have some peripheral vision. So it's okay. kind of like a black dot in the center mm-hmm. of your eye. So if you look at Will, he's looking at you, but he's looking kind of to the left because that's how he sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to tell you, going into that appointment... We left there with the biggest sigh of relief, like, we have an answer. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Praise the Lord for an answer. (laughs) Yes. I've never been so thankful of, and it wasn't going to get worse. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. So it's, it's, he's not going to lose all of his vision. No. Okay. Um, It is not, it, it has not gotten worse. I mean, there are days where if he's extremely tired, it's going to wear him down mm-hmm. just like sure. anybody. But um, we left there, and he's the first thing he said was, it's not stress. I'm not stressed. <laughs> like, Mom, I am not. St-. He was so relieved um, to not. And does your brother have this too, or no. he just has the gene? Well, yes. So it came. it comes from the mother. So mm-hmm. my mom, and my mom has a sister, and then my grandmother, but we've never seen this. And it is so rare. It's one in 50,000. Wow. And we haven't even wow. found anybody in Oklahoma that has it. Um, we're on some Facebook pages, and we'll join a group that's Texas and Oklahoma people. But we're the only Oklahoma family that have been on the page, like a support group. Wow. Yeah. But from there on... Um, God has just used this situation to glorify Him. 
and Will has allowed it. I, I'll, even when we thought Will's vision would get better, I would always say, no matter what, Will, please just glorify God. When your vision comes back, give him the glory. Because we, we, we believed it would come back. That's what, you know, most of the doctors said up until January. And today Will reminded me, he's, somebody said something about how he likes to speak. And I said, we would have never known that he wanted to sh- had something to share had this not happened. And he told this lady today, he said, I remember my first time. It was in February of 2019, and they were having student council elections, and he decided he wanted to run. And I thought, oh my goodness, with all you're dealing with, why are you doing this to yourself? And he got up there and memorized the whole speech and and did an amazing job. He gave a speech, and he won vice president for student council. Um, but through wow. through this, he's taught he's glorifying God. But we even found humor. His sister made him posters, and one of them said, "I can't see, but I can lead." So throughout this, he's wow. still finding humor. Wow. I don't understand now as I look back. How did he do that? And then just the the little things, the way God's provided, you know, friends that have loved him. He was in a small group, and they just loved him. Um, there were. Friends that rejoice, um, parents that would reach out to me and say, "Can we just go have sit down and visit?" Um, I, I can tell you, I don't wish this on anyone, and I don't, I, you know, fear still can creep up. But I would not know God's love mm-hmm. and His presence had I not walked this valley um, that we've walked. Um, because I'll tell you, I learned how to lament. I did not know how to lament before mm. this time. I did not know that God really wants to know how I feel and that it's okay to wrestle with him. It's okay to tell him, I don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still wants, he, that's, it's like I drew closer to him through my wrestling and lamenting and, and just letting him know that I, and I still don't like it, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't know him like I know him now, and Will wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder, you know, what, what might, maybe was he protecting him from, or what, what would he have missed out on, because um, he has just been given a door to share mm-hmm. God's love that he would have never had Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because within a week from coming back from Maryland um, he got a call from the Arkansas football coach and his name was Chad Morris at the time and they're still buddies and he he invited Will to a baseball game then he invited Will to come um, to a practice so we all went to practice and we're standing on the side and he comes over and he says Will do you want to speak to the team and I'm thinking Oh, wow. wow, don't do that, son. <laughs> and he goes up there and he just speaks. And I I could not believe it. And he just, it was just like, this is what I'm called to do. And so he got the opportunity to speak to the Arkansas football team. And um, there was a local um, person that works for the Tulsa World that said, you know, I think he's got a story to share. And he... Um, talked to a sports guy and, and they did a, a story about Will um, 
And I'll be honest, as parents, Rand and I were both very hesitant. Um, I didn't want him to become... I wanted it to all be about God and not mm-hmm. about Will. Cause, and Will told his dad the other day, this is, I don't want this to be about me. And I, I was proud of him for saying that because it could really go to his head. Because mm-hmm. um, he has gotten a lot of attention, but he's also suffered a lot. Right. Um, <clears throat> he, and he still suffers, just like any teenager does, though. He's a normal teenager that you want to sometimes kick in the rear end. <laughs> and I'm thankful that he's normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can he still drive no, or anything? No. Okay. No. He um, he can't. And that's one question he asked when we left Bar- Baltimore. He asked the doctor, will I ever drive again? And all he said was, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if he will. And, and he's okay with that. He's really okay. Yeah. He really, I mean, he's good. He's not mm-hmm. just okay. He's good. He's, he, after, um, he played football. Um, they moved him to... I don't know the positions very well, but nose guard, which is right on the football. And so his job was just to take out the guy in the middle. He, <laughs> he said, I just get their ankles and, and make them fall down. But um, in, that, in that junior season, so that was uh, 2019, that team loved him like you would not believe. They came up with a play called the Wild Hog. And... They saved it for, I don't remember what game it was exactly, but they created a play so he could score a touchdown. Oh, Yes. Wow. Um, and, and they were winning big, and you could hear the players not on the sidelines screaming, wild hog, wild hog, and you see Will run out there, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, they're really going to do this. And that whole team just pushed him across. the. Um, they were on the... The one-yard line, mm-hmm. the the boy could have scored a touchdown that was um, for our team. And he knelt on the one-yard line, got down on a knee, and he and turned around and in. said, "We're gonna." everybody started cheering, let's run the wild hog. And, Aww. yeah, so this would have never happened. He would have never been able to do these things and have a story to tell. He's, he's gotten to speak to um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes at... Um, FCA. He's spoken at um, el- an elementary school for his cousin's class. Um, he recently, uh, a couple weeks ago, got to speak to the Ulagal baseball team for their baseball banquet. Wow. And shared so um, much about his faith. And you think, we're in a public school. But right. it wasn't in the school, but he just let it all out. I love it. And And just think, wow, God, what else are you going to do? Or what, what is the plan for, for Will um, mm-hmm. to share? I thought it was so wonderful how Rejoice Christian School yes. has honored Will at this year's graduation and is going to continue a yearly award in Will's name. Would you tell a little bit about that? Yes, we, we did not know about it. So at graduation, my daughter leaned over and she said, what, what is this? I said, I don't know. And the principal, Mrs. Ingerman, and the athletic director and football coach, Coach Marley, get up there and she says something to effect of, let's see if we can get through this better than this morning. And I'm thinking, what is she talking about? And he starts talking about an eagle. 
and how an eagle rises above the storm. That's and their mascot. Yes. For and he starts talking about um, Isaiah forty thirty one and how eagles rise above. That's that's a, yes. a big um, thing at Rejoice and. In Isaiah 40, 31, listeners, is, and they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. So that's so, so significant. So mm-hmm. continue. So he starts telling the story about the eagle, um, and then they, they start talking about Will and show the video clip from the News on 6, um, and then just start talking about... Um, him and what what he's meant to other people and and I I hate to say what he's meant because so many people have meant so much to him and to mm-hmm. us it's it's mm-hmm. that school just loves loves our family and it's not just will um they have just ministered to us um with being the hands and feet of Jesus mm-hmm. like no other um, but so they presented him with this award. It's called the Lambley Legacy Award. And so um, I think they're going to give it out yearly to a student that's overcome adversity mm-hmm. and risen above. Um, that's precious. It's so very it special. It's a little bit overwhelming because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to pull him aside and say, Oh, son, this is a very um, high calling and no, I don't expect him to be perfect, but that's a big, mm-hmm. big thing mm-hmm. to live up to. Um, and Will seems to have such a humble heart. The Lord says in his word, he exalts those who are humble. And that's not the reason that we should try to be humble. No, that's the opposite. <laughs> but I I just love to see what a meek and sweet and gentle personality he has and to let that, it seems like the Lord is shining His power and His purposes through this situation, mm-hmm. through Will, and through Will's good attitude. Just It just makes no sense. You know, a, an unbelieving world might say, how can He be so cheerful? And how can He be so upbeat and positive? How can He be so nice? Like, what's... But it's because Jesus is in his heart. Mm-hmm. It's the lo- it's the love of God. And I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm struggling as his mother with him mm-hmm. going off to college, and and I'll, Satan's attacking me. How is he going to do this? How is he going to get around? How is he going to do everything? And the, I was having a a day probably last Friday, and he just looked at me and he said, "Where's your hope at, Mom?" Oh my gosh. He just, he has taught me so much. He is not perfect. He, and believe me, I, I am pretty, probably too hard on him sometimes. But now my, my thing is, you know, I I want you to be independent. I want you to still do everything, you know, that even if you were sighted completely, you could do. And so I push him, we push him pretty hard. Um, but he still, when I'm having a bad day, can rein me in, and then I will later say, "I am sorry, I am struggling. Mm-hmm. This is this is hard. Yeah, I don't like it a lot of times, but then I look at how Will's allowing to God use God to use it, and um, Taylor too. Um, 
I have watched that young lady learn such a heart of worship. I think if I would remember through this time, if she's struggling, I can hear her up there playing on her keyboard, singing worship songs. It's like that has become her sanctuary and she adores her brother. She loves mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and is so proud of him. Um, the spiritual growth I've seen in her as we you know, stand in church on Sundays. I come from a pretty uh, Southern Baptist background where I didn't ever raise my hand or anything. And to see her worship, I'm like, wow, just the heart she has developed through this too has been a gift. Mm. And then the growth for Rand and I, um, because just like you were saying, how does he do that? We've both said, I don't know how his, you know, outlook is just the way it is. Now, it's not always. That boy has had plenty of nights where he has shed plenty of tears. And I don't think he he would mind me saying that there, there was a night and he said, Mom, I'd like to lose my arms and legs just so I could see again. Mm-hmm. And he, he he has let it out too. And he mm-hmm. will, he, he's always been my expressive one. He's, um, if he's not in a good mood, you're going to know it. <laughs> Whereas Taylor's are a little bit more reserved and you kind of have to pull out of her will. He expresses and mm-hmm. um, I'm thankful for that because he lets it out. I was curious, too, you'd mentioned being a special ed teacher and now being on the other side a little bit of a kid with special needs now. What has that done, like, in your teaching or dealing with parents? It's just given me a different heart. And the after we went to Johns Hopkins, we had to do more genetic testing and another MRI because we had already had genetic testing and an MRI done, but not the right type. Mm-hmm. And the genetic counselor that they connected with us with had a son that was going to be in sixth grade on my caseload for vision issues. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. I could tell you story after story. Um, <laughs> and so I can remember sitting in meetings with that sweet mama who had, she had the testing come done at our house so we didn't have to go anywhere she took care of everything for us and then to be have her son on my caseload and to be sitting across from her in an, in our parent meeting I was just like God you are so good to me be able to her minister to me but then reciprocate with the most amazing young man she has and now I get I had um another vision student this year. And so that same lady that sees Will at Rejoice comes and connects with me at Owasso because she serves all Owasso students too. Um, I've just been given a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I had a couple of vision students this year and I, and I those parents will just open up to me and it's like, no, I can't understand what they're going through, but I can say, I'm sorry. You know, I don't wish this on anybody or any other situation. They all have different things, but a heart, mm-hmm. a, a different heart. Mm. Yeah. It's just interesting. I love to hear how you have just said repeatedly in this conversation, there are so many ways that God has provided for us. Mm-hmm. From 
the doctors to the conversations to the person who you actually get to have their child and you get to do the individual education placement for that child and you get to help. And um, I, I love hearing that. What are some of your favorite God moments where you say, oh, well, that had to be God. He did this and he's just showing his glory. What are in, in the whole grand scheme of the, the big story, what would you say is one of your favorite moments of God is just here. God is providing us what we need. Yeah, and it just keeps happening. Well, in when he spoke, that the connection with the Arkansas football coach, Chad Morris, those two have a bond that is just so interesting. And he didn't last very long at Arkansas. He was just there 22 months. And then he went to Auburn. But he still stays connected with Will. And after graduation, he FaceTimed him. Wow. Yes. That man has a heart for Will, and he will tell Will, I asked God what was my point of being at Arkansas, and he said, maybe it was just to meet you. Wow. Yes. Wow. I'm telling you, I, I, it's almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's Sometimes you say, this is too much, God. We don't deserve the grace that we're being shown. Mm-hmm. And even, even today, Will's meeting with a new, um, it's called Orientational Mobility Teacher. And she, um, her and her husband are pastors at a church in Bristow. Just the way, the, the language she uses with him and, and the influence she's having on him. And, and she just said, you know what? I, I want to go to Arkansas and I want to show him around. And she's just taken an interest in, mm. I just feel like we don't, we don't deserve the kindness that people are showing us. It's the kindness of the Lord. It is. Yeah. And you just feel like, we don't. We really don't deserve this, but I'm thankful because the, that six months there was. I would go to the grocery store and I would think, please, nobody look at me, because I was just a mess, and I don't want everyone to do that again. And it, but it could come again, and and we we know that there will be more trials. I don't know. I. Well, and I think as mothers, we tend to, like you're saying, how is he going to do this at college? What about, what if this happens? What if this happens? And we have a tendency to go too far in the future and try to plan things for Mm -hmm. them. When God, a lot of times is like, I've given you today. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like just be in today and I will prepare for tomorrow. Yes. That's, that's what he is always telling me. One step, Melissa, please don't jump ahead of me because I'm. Well, before we were coming here, him and I were online, and you know, I was like, okay, now you need to do this, do this, and it, it, it will come. I called my mom on the way over here, and she said, he's going to be fine. That's right. <laughs> and what a cool way to um, test your faith. I mean, the Lord's going to do all kinds of things in, in us as parents, but to say, you get to trust me. <laughs> <laughs> While I send your son to the University of Arkansas, and he's saying, "Dear daughter, you can trust me, because he is with Will." Yes, and I know this is the right thing. It's, oh, it's amazing! Because if he stays here in my home, I'm going to do too much for him. I already know mm-hmm. what we are. We are doing too much. He needs to go, and he's going to struggle. But don't all kids, when they go to college, oh, struggle? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's no different. It's just, I mean, it's it's a little bit different, but he's going to figure it out. 
We have um, had many conversations about our children and their choices and their lives and, and how we would love a magic wand to make everything just perfect. But the beauty of it is that God works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. So even the things that are not what we wanted, yes, God still works them together for good. And um, <laughs> nobody has it all figured out. But I think that we're just in the process of learning it. <laughs> yes. And one thing I've learned is just because the world may not see it as good. I think too many times we look at what the world says is good, but he, he is. This is good. It, it's, and it's working for his good. Yeah. I also think about the Bible story. I'll look it up later and put the reference in the show notes. There is a specific time when the disciples of Jesus said, Jesus, who sinned? Did this man mm-hmm. sin or did his parents sin? Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, neither. His condition is because God ordained for him to, to glorify his name. And I think that in the, his moment in the Bible, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be in heaven. Mm-hmm. He had faith in Jesus. And we'll get to meet him someday. Yes. And the condition that all of us are in, whether it is sighted or unsighted or whatever we're dealing with, whatever trials, God can use those for His glory to to our bewilderment, <laughs> to yes. our amazement. He can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you have any resources that you want to share with us? Sure. I had a friend give me, um, this book is, is called Trusting God by Jerry Bridges. And I will be honest, it's a very hard read. Very hard, and I probably should read it again. The friend that gave it to me, she said um, she has read it multiple times, um, but it's just about trusting Him no matter what. It's like we can obey, but can we really trust Him um, through those times? And it probably took me a long time to read it because I would just read little segments at a time. Um, And another thing I did um, in, in January... Owasso came out with the, it was, you could get free counseling, mm-hmm. uh, three free sessions. And so, the school district. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was at the back of my mind. And then around towards March, I had had a couple of people say, you know what, you need to, you need to talk with somebody. And so I built up the courage. Um, and before I went to that appointment, I just really prayed, you know, I, that this man, whoever it was would be a Christian and he was a former pastor. And the way he ministered to me, you know, one of the things he suggested was read a psalm a day. And so that was a starting point for me of just reading one psalm a day um, to to get me through. Um, and he would just give me little tidbits. But that book, um, and then the, the psalms was really important. Um, one psalm that stuck out recently is Psalms 46, that whole chapter, it's just, 10 verses, but it starts off with God is our refuge mm-hmm. and it ends with be still. And I really feel like he's telling me, you better, you need to be still and just, um, mm-hmm. focus on, on me and not try to fix everything mm-hmm. or control everything mm-hmm. like I'm trying <laughs> to do right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that message just keeps coming through on our podcasts lately. This is still. still. <laughs> oh. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it should be easier for us right now in the summer, but it's not. <laughs> not. I know. So, well, thank you so much for sharing thank your heart you. and sharing about Will. This has just been And we thank really Will, great. too, yeah, because I know that him. you talked with him to make sure this was all right with him, that you would share. And we are really grateful that he's an open book mm-hmm. and just wanting to, sh- to give glory to God and to tell what God is doing. I just love that he has that attitude and... We hope, listeners, that you are touched by this story and reminded through Will's example that you can put your hope in God. I love that he said, Mom, where's your hope? I know. He, where's your he hope? called me out. <laughs> it's amazing when our kids can be our yes. teachers. <laughs> it's very humbling. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I remember one time my oldest said to me, I was disappointed about something for her schooling, and she said, You know, Mom... Sometimes we just have to let things go. <laughs> so, you're right. Okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again for coming Thank and you. just sharing your story with us. We're grateful. Thank you. Thanks for listening in, everyone. And, oh, Melissa Lamley, thank you for coming on Afraid Not, sharing your story with us. And one of the things that... I'm really touched by in this story today was Will saying to his mom, Mom, where's your hope? I felt like I needed to hear that. I just need to to just look at myself in the mirror and say, Robin, where's your hope? Remembering, put your hope in God. Put your hope in God, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what's going on. And that's kind of my biggest takeaway. I'm really grateful to be reminded of that today. And we'd like to say Happy Father's Day to any fathers out there that might be listening. We appreciate you so much. Also, special thanks to Jesse Perdue, my almost son-in-law, who did our new music for us. We really love it. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe and tell friends about the podcast. And we will see you back again in a couple weeks.